Welcome to the Beers and Bible Podcast, a podcast that explores God's Word while enjoying the fruits of God's creation. You can find us on Instagram at Beers and Bible underscore, on Facebook by searching Beers and Bible Podcast, and on Twitter at Beers and Bible P1. You can also email us at Beers and Bible Podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy what you hear on Beers and Bible, please consider leaving a five-star rating and a review on your podcast platform to help us promote this podcast. Billy Currington summed it up well when he said, God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. So let us join our hosts, Michael and Anthony, for this week's discussion. Welcome to episode number 82 of the Beers and Bible podcast. I am Michael. And I am Anthony. And how you doing, Michael? I, man, I'm doing all right. It's uh, we're going into a long weekend, so I'm I'm excited to have an extra day off and <laughs> uh, just chill, uh, have some some time to relax and uh, get ready for next week. And uh, we're just rocking and rolling. How about you, man? About a little bit about the same. So we're recording this uh, the, before Memorial Day. It'll come out a, week, a few weeks after Memorial Day, but it'll, uh, this weekend is Memorial Day. So he got a Michael's going to get a Monday off. I'm going to get a Monday off. I just came off vacation last week. Um, our family spent some time in the the land of the mouse. Um, had a good time. It was nice, relaxing time. And yeah, yeah make sure you we, make sure you rub that in everyone's face <laughs> on Facebook and stuff. <laughs> Sorry. That was real nice. <laughs> I'm kidding. Sorry. I'm, ha- I'm happy for you. So um we got we got insanely lucky. The day before we went down there, they lifted the outdoor mask uh rule and then they started changing it while we were there. They got like more and more lax while we were there. So That's usually uh, how it goes. Yeah. It was it. The only thing I wish would have come back was fireworks, but it didn't. So, oh, oh well. that's sad. <laughs> so, we've had a good time uh, getting back into the swing of work. You know, work's been crazy this week. It's you. You love taking vacations, but you also hate taking vacations because there's a ton of work to get ready to go on vacation, and then there's a ton of work when you get back because people don't know how to do anything that you do apparently while you're gone. Yeah, my my whole thing is I feel that even if it's only if, if I'm out like a day. Or if yeah. I leave early, I left early for a, I had an eye exam or something this weekend or this week. And so I left early one day and I came back the next day and felt like I was really far behind, even <laughs> though I'd only missed a couple of hours. Yeah. So, um, and I, I totally agree when you take a whole week off the prep, the prep into and the first week back is your mate. You make up for that week. You missed. Yeah. <laughs> for, You're still working those hours. Sure. <laughs> I need I a have, vacation I, for my vacation. For my, that's right. Yeah. I, I So we got back and I actually worked from the house on Friday. I did a bunch of work from the house on Friday. And then um, Monday, worked late. Tuesday, worked late. Wednesday, worked late. And now it's Thursday. Nope. Maybe, you, maybe you'll get to leave like 10 minutes early tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I plan on leaving more than 10 minutes early tomorrow. But... <laughs> Way more than ten minutes early tomorrow. Oh, you should. So, Anthony, tonight, uh, what do you yeah. have? What are we? What are we drinking tonight? What are we drinking tonight? I have from the Orange Blossom Brewing. Uh, it's called the Orange Blossom Pilsner, and it is a made with honey blossom uh, from Florida. 
and I'll just read you what it says, and and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do the caveat of a slight cuss word here because oh. it's just in the description. Oh jeez. Um, but it says there are two point three teaspoons of pure orange blossom honey in every can of orange blossom pilsner. But don't go thinking you're gonna get a mouthful of sweetness. Sweetness. The fermentation process gives it a crisp, refreshing flavor. Sans candy acery. That's exactly what it says, and I have no idea what that word means. Okay, but. <laughs> I, I, I know what it means. Okay, that's cool. Um, so crack open a cold one. This one needs to be drank, and uh, I plan on doing that tonight with at least uh, two, because that's what I brought in here. So What the heck? What do you have tonight, Michael? So tonight I've got um, a website is like giving me a weird... It's covering up the exact thing I need. Good grief. <laughs> um, all right. So tonight I've got from the Oozle Finch Beers and, um, what do they call themselves? Oozle Finch Beers. Um, I have got the James and the Above Average Peaches <laughs> uh, Imperial Saison Ale, um, flavored with pear, white peaches, lavender, and vanilla. Um, they put the actual address of the brewery on their uh, can. Um, they're located in Fort Monroe, Virginia. Uh, ABV of 8.14%. And uh, let's see here. It's an Imperial Saison fermented with a lovely Brett strain from um, Omega and our house prop and aged in steel for a month on white peach, pear, lavender, and vanilla. It is a funk forward. So if you say no thank you to Funkaliciousness, say <laughs> no thank you to this beer. <laughs> but if you're open to broadening your horizons and developing a diverse palette, give this a try. So, um, looks like a, well, it's, it's a middle of the road kind of thing. They've got some interesting names on their beers. Um, I don't, I can't really repeat some of them on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, das Yummy, that's that's on there. Uh, okay. Crazy Pants, Punch Yourself, uh, Net Finch and Chill. Oh, <laughs> um, so some interesting stuff, but I've got the, um, and really the reason I got it is again, because of the name, the James and the above average peaches. Yeah. Farmhouse L <laughs> says on the can is kind of cool. Um, we'll post yeah, a picture like cool. we usually do. So, oh, I can scan for when it was, uh, canned. Hang on a second. Oh, that's cool. There's a QR code on here. Hold, hold the phone. Look at these guys getting cool with their technology and their QR codes. Very hip, man. Very hip. <laughs> Secrets and lies, man. Secrets and lies. <laughs> My beer is not on here, so way to go. Okay, well, Uzzle Finch, you're already you're losing points from there off that <laughs> for your secrets and lies. But let's let's crack these things open and uh, get to drinking. Let's do it. Here we go. Three, two, one, crack. Mm, that's an interesting smell. That is mine is vanilla so forward. We were having we were having the discussion earlier in the week when we were talking about the beers that uh, I think this is only the second saison that we've had on the podcast, and uh, the other one was the white blackbird, and I didn't like the white blackbird. I think I still gave it three Luthers. But what did you um, do with the rest of your white blackbird that you did not I, drink? I poured them out. Okay. Because they were bad. <laughs> I'm looking back. Yeah. 
you gave it three. I gave it three and a half Luthers, according to our okay. sheet here. So, yeah, I think I was like feeling nice that day too when I gave it three Luthers because like I drank a couple of them or I tried to drink one more and I even let my wife taste it and she was like, "That's disgusting. Throw that away." So I poured them out. <laughs> no, there you go. Um, mine's foaming up weird, so I'm having to pour in stages. So, oh, okay. Um, Let's, uh, I guess we can get to drinking. I'm I'm at a spot where I can. But look, this thing is nice. It's got a good color. Oh jeez, it's about tripping. the same color as mine. Oh, yours is in the. Mine's got an interesting uh, smell to it. Mine smells like peaches and vanilla. And this is gonna sound. <laughs> this may sound really <laughs> gross, but Vienna sausages. <laughs> Oh my gosh! What a weird combination. It's a very, of smells. A very odd thing. That's just what comes to mind. Maybe it's just the combination of stuff, but that's that's very bizarre. That's funny. Peaches well, and Vienna, Vienna sausages. You didn't know those were the same. <laughs> you didn't. Not until tonight. So let's get to drinking. Here we go. Bottoms up. Just gonna go ahead and do this real quick. Oh dang. Okay, when I got to the bottom, a bunch of like. Like not solid, but some particulates fell out. Okay. Of the can. Maybe you should have shook it before you poured it. Yeah, I don't like shaking cans. It's true. That's a really good beer. way to get beer spilled on you. <laughs> Yours must be good because you're opening your second. I am. I'm gonna. So uh, you're gonna go ahead and. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go ahead and rate mine. <laughs> is it that good? Um, it's this is really good. Um, it is. All right, so if you let an orange get too ripe, it has that really tart, tangy flavor. Mm -hmm. I don't like oranges when they get that ripe. Okay, I like a, a sweeter, almost like a um, like a tangerine type orange flavor, or or something just a little bit more um, sweet. This to me is is that mixed with beer um it, it's really light it's weird it's really refreshing it's got that sweet and i guess it's the it may be the honey that's in there um because it is made with 2.3 tablespoons to be exact teaspoons sorry 2.3 teaspoons of orange blossom honey um but it has a really good flavor this would be a great like afternoon on the porch like hanging out outside refreshing type of beer it's it's not really heavy mm -hmm. um and it's got really good flavor. There's not a weird aftertaste. When it said it was uh, uh, going to be crisp, like I was thinking it was going to be a little bit more tart than mm -hmm. it actually is. Uh, but th this to me is is a great blend. I, it's not quite a five Luther to me. Um, so I'm going to come in at four and a half Luthers on, on the Orange Blossom Pilsner. It is really good. Um, I would definitely recommend it. Um it's just got it's got a really good consistency. It's got really good texture. It is light, um, and I don't know any other way to describe it other than that it tastes exactly like it it should. It tastes like sweet honey orange goodness. So there you go. Well, good. Um, for the James and the above average peaches, um, the rest of the description talks about it. Uh, having like a white wine character, mm -hmm. um, and I'm not a terribly huge fan of wine in general. Like, yeah, I will turn down wine, and I don't turn down <laughs> alcohol typically. Um, 
this has an almost like fruit punch, like not fruit punch, but like an orange punch kind of flavor profile where it's got like several different fruits mm-hmm. in it or whatever. But then like the wine, it's got a very wine feel. Um, I'm having a hard time getting past that. It's still, the flavor's really good, and it's pretty smooth. Um, but I'm thinking I'm going to have to give this, like, three and a half Luthers. Um, oh, wow. I mean, it's not bad. It's just... Mm-hmm. And if you like wine, you'll probably like this a lot. Yeah. But uh, I don't, so I don't. <laughs> the the Saisons the have not been popular with us. We'll just say that. Well, and it's, <laughs> I, I, did, I looked it up. Saison is a French-style... Uh-huh. of brewing beer and um it's just not my favorite yeah every time i think of saison i think of that brian regan bit you know what i'm talking <laughs> my about? name is brian <laughs> <laughs> no he, no he, he's talking he's in a group of people and they ask him what's his favorite saison and he goes winter <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so um, I don't think I don't think it's the I don't think it's the beer from Oozlefinch. I just think it's me not being yeah. a huge fan of the. It's got a very wine-ish uh, flavor profile and texture and all that, but it still tastes okay. it tastes good. It tastes fine, but not my favorite. Not your favorite. Okay. Well, there's a couple of beers. Uh, the Orange Blossom Pilsner. Getting four and a half. I, I'm this this one actually is really good. Um, and then the Oozle Finch. I, I do like the name of their brewery though. Mm-hmm. Oozle Finch is a fun and name. The package store had some others, so I may try to give them another another shot at a not. I was I'm trying really hard not to do an IPA for a while <laughs> because I've had I I I mean this is three weeks, three or four weeks in a row. I haven't had an IPA, but there for a while I was stuck in IPA land. Yeah. Yeah. But also here, that's really the easiest thing to get because you get all the mm-hmm. the college bros who love IPAs, man. Dude, my I, like I'm starting where the place where I shop for beer, I'm starting to get a little frustrated because all I see is IPAs. I'm like, for every two IPAs, there's one something else. Well, up here it's like four to one. <laughs> like they'll have a brewery, yeah. and they'll have like four IPAs from the brewery. Mm-hmm. And then they'll have another brewery, and they'll have like three. I, it, it's, it's bad. So, yeah. um, Oozle Finch, it's not you. <laughs> it's me. So it's not you. It's um, me. but there you have it. There is our beer review for this week's episode, and now we are going to move into our discussion in First Peter. We are continuing into chapter two, and we will be tackling verses thirteen through seventeen tonight. So, We're going to talk about the government, so this is this is going to be fun. Yeah, I may need to get something a little stronger. Um, <laughs> but stick around, and we'll be right back after this break. Welcome back. 
We hope you're enjoying a nice cold one or two. Uh, I've got mine. Michael has gone and grabbed something different from his fridge for uh, for round number two. Um, when, but, I, when I finish this saison, you'll you'll hear something else open. <laughs> it may or may not be a Hershey's Porter. Uh, it definitely one, is. One five-star rated Hershey's Porter from a while back that I can't wait to get more of next year. Anyway. So we're diving in. Uh, we're continuing on in First Peter. We're in First Peter chapter two, and we're going to make our way. Uh, it really this tonight starts a new section uh, of First Peter. It's kind of like the second part of the letter. Um, the first part runs from the the introduction really up until verse ten. Then you have these couple of verses of of transition setting up uh, what we're going to talk about for the next few weeks, um, and it's really. Um, for Christians, uh, the next few weeks are, are going to be challenging for us um, because I know I remember when I taught this, it was challenging for me because so many times we like to buck the system, but we don't necessarily buck the system the right way. Mm. Um, and Peter, Peter really dives into the way that Christians should handle themselves in government, in society, in culture. Um, he's going to present over the next few weeks, he's going to present three distinct kind of like categories. Um, the first one is government. That's what we're going to cover tonight, verses 13 through 17. Then he does slaves and masters. Uh, that's not going to be what you think it is. And then as you move into chapter three, he starts doing husbands and wives. Mm-hmm. Um, so very with all well, that Very said, well known scripture, but I... Yeah. <laughs> cha- just... Real quick, chapter three is probably some of the mis most misapplied scripture in all of the Bible. It definitely is that in Ephesians chapter five, and and both of them are essentially the same. So, um, but we're going to focus tonight just on verses thirteen through seventeen. So we're going to be looking at uh, how Christians should interact with government, um, how we should hold ourselves, carry ourselves, and so as we dive into this, I'm just going to read. I'm reading from the ESV. Uh, and I'm going to pick up here in First Peter chapter 2, verse 13, and I'm going to read down through 17. So it says, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. Um, Peter Peter is going to... He, he really lays it down here. He really says, look, you guys are not doing this right, this is the way you need to be doing it, um, and and for Christians, it's a it's it's a stern warning, but I don't want everyone to hear it as 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 this like you know dad yelling at his kids kind of kind of warning. Mm-hmm. This is more like a hey, you guys are carrying the mantle of Christ. You're you remember where we're coming from. You're a chosen race. Uh, you know you're a holy nation. We're coming on the heels of that, and Peter is setting up saying. This is how you should carry yourself in the public square. Yeah. Which can be really hard because, you know, as we as we get into this, Peter is writing 
He, he writes, be subject to all human institutions. He's writing this under the reign of Nero. Yeah. Um, and I did some research on Nero um, in preparation for he, this. He was a bad dude. <laughs> um, so he, he uh, he's the fifth emperor of Rome. His uh, personality and reign are have been overwhelmingly negative. Like mm-hmm. assessments of his personality and reign are over, overwhelmingly negative. Yes, he burned down Rome. Yes, like he, he started did. the Great Fire of Rome and then blamed Christians to remove suspicions suspicion from himself. Yes, he which did. led to the rest of brute led to the arrest and brutal execution of many, and they mm-hmm. were executed in. I don't want to get like terribly graphic, but they were thrown to beasts, crucified, mm-hmm. and burned alive. Yes. And Peter is saying, subject yourselves to all human institutions. And l- let, let's be perfectly clear here. He doesn't say be subject to most, some, part. The ones you agree with. The ones you agree with. He says all. Now, that does not mean that you do exactly as they say. But but it is a you're living under the authority that God has put in place, mm-hmm. and you should honor the laws, you should honor the rules that that government has in place, whether you agree with those rules or not. Mm-hmm. As long as they don't contradict Scripture, I'll, right. I will give that caveat. As long as they don't contradict Scripture, yeah. Because ultimately, as Christians, our authority, our final authority, is Scripture. Yeah. Scripture does instruct us to honor mm-hmm. governmental authority because God has placed them in that position. And I think Christians get this like this idea that God placed them, so that's what God wants because mm-hmm. God wants <clears throat> because it's good for us. And like, yes, God placed them there because that's what He wants, but it has nothing to do with the. It has nothing to do with the benefit of that nation or that yeah. terror it, it has everything to do with the glory of God even if we don't see it and it's something we may not see in our lifetime yeah yeah I think a, a great example of honoring honoring the emperor while also living in disobedience uh, is the book of Daniel mm-hmm. you know Daniel's living under Nebuchadnezzar and and he 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 always he does not bow down to Nebuchadnezzar as Nebuchadnezzar is is demanding from the people, but at the same time, he he's not belligerent. He's not you know yelling, standing up and screaming that he's gonna he's gonna boycott the stores that sell things to Nebuchadnezzar, and he's you know he, he just simply follows what the Word of God teaches him to do. Mm-hmm. He says, "This is what the Word of God teaches me to do. This is what I'm going to do." Right, and so. I think I think for Christians today it's a it is a needed testimony that we should be defined not by what we're against but what we stand for. Mm. You know, we stand for scripture, we stand for this, we and and that doesn't mean that we're not going to offend people and we're not going to make people mad. Yes, we're going to offend people. The gospel is offensive. Yeah. Because the gospel says you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. Nothing in you will will get this done. You have to rely on the soul power and work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Right. Period. Right. Right. 
you know. So the gospel inherently is offensive to us as as sinful human beings. But at the same time, that does not give us uh, the license to run around yelling at people about how terrible they are and, you know, they, they're just a bunch of list your, you know, any word you want to throw in there. Mm-hmm. You know, you're start with center and then just just keep the chain rolling right list whatever you want um it because we're supposed to be defined and we're supposed to be showing our love we're supposed to be showing christ through our our love for one another yeah our our identity as believers should be by our love for all people it shouldn't be just for other believers like yes we should love our fellow our brothers and sisters, but we should also mm-hmm. love those who don't believe the same way we do right. because that's what right. Jesus did. Jesus loved the unlovable and the, uh, he touched the untouchable and he hung out with the people mm-hmm. who no one would hang out with. Yeah. So we've gotten into this, this mindset that in order to be a good Christian, I have to surround myself with other Christians and I have yeah. to, only listen to Christian music or only hang out at Christian places or only right. do business with Christian businesses. And all you've done is isolated yourself and put yourself mm-hmm. in a bubble. Yeah. Um, not really sure if that applies to what we're talking about here, but Oh no, it absolutely does. <clears throat> because I mean, in, in Christian subculture, what we've done is, is create hypocrites out of ourselves. Yeah. You know, because you get into Christian subculture and then you find out, that Christian subculture is no different than the world because guess what? Christian subculture is made up of a bunch of sinners too. Yeah. So, um, and, and really, like, how effective is our witness if we're only doing X, Y, and Z with only Christian yeah. whatever? If all you ever do is hang out with and listen to people who agree with you, you are becoming what is called an echo chamber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and you're, you're no better than the other person who is sitting in their echo chamber Yeah, and you're yelling at each other from your echo chambers and you're not, you're not producing anything of content to the conversation. You're not, you're not making the conversation move. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so we, we need to, we need to readdress the way that we engage with society and, and I, you know, to to one extent, I'm going to say the answer is not to be all lovey dovey and mushy and and seeker friendly with with society. But the answer is also not to um, wall yourself up in a tower and yell at society as if you know you know everything and you are the greatest uh, thing that could have that could have happened to mankind. Yeah, that those two extremes are not the answer either. Yeah, once again, and something I feel like we've we've hit a few times in the last few weeks, especially now that we've been in first Peter, it feels like, and I know we talked about feeling last time, (laughs) but it feels like the best place for us to land is somewhere in the middle Mm -hmm. and not on an extreme. And if you as a believer are on a, are on an extreme of something that scripture is like, there's not an extreme here. Yeah, or there is scripture is not clear on the extreme. Then why are you there?
All right, so let's do this. We we have our society, and we say, okay, there's a time for disobedience. There's a time. Our our mo is supposed to be obedience, but there's a time for disobedience. Mm-hmm. The next thing Peter does is lay out the purpose of government. Right now, this is where Christians can actually take a legitimate stance against your government because you can say you're not fulfilling the what the Bible says you should be doing. Now, there's going to be people who are going to say, oh, well, you shouldn't use the Bible as your standard. Okay, well, then what is our standard? What are we going to use? Right. My worldview calls for the Bible, so I'm going to put it up against the Bible. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to like it. You don't have to dislike it. I'm just telling you what, what I believe. And so Peter actually says right here in, uh, I think it's verse 14. Yes, 14. Um, so... Uh, whether it be the emperor or governors who sent me. So government is supposed to punish evil and praise good. Mm-hmm. That's what government is supposed to do. Right. According according to Peter right here. Now, we can make the argument that government doesn't do that. We can make the argument that, that government is not fulfilling the role that they were intended to fulfill. And so instead of, again, instead of yelling and screaming, though, what are we doing to fix it? What are we doing to make government work? the way that it's supposed to work. How are we fixing the problem? We're not just standing on the sidelines yelling about it, but we're actually fixing the problem. If this is the biblical mandate for government, then how are we as Christians living our lives to enable government to fulfill its biblical mandate? We're not. <laughs> I I would tend to agree with that. We're I, not. I, I, feel, I feel like Christians do a lot of... And, you know, preaching to the choir, I'm sure, I feel like Christians do a lot of complaining about things mm-hmm. and then won't do anything to make changes. Yeah. So I'm going to say something controversial because I don't do that ever on this podcast. You know, I was listening to a previous <laughs> episode um, before it released and you said the same exact thing. <laughs> I'm going to say something controversial because I don't do that. And my response was, what? You? Never. Controversial? What? <laughs> so, no. Um, please, please say something controversial. Please, I know it's so, killing you not to. <laughs> so here's the controversial statement for this week. Um, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not a huge social media user, but I, I do like to scroll through social media and laugh at idiots on social media. So there's that caveat. But <laughs> the... the <laughs> This is going south real fast. Um, one of the things that I notice about social media is that Christians love to call a specific sect of people who hold differing views than what we hold as Christians. Snowflakes, um, what everything in that group. You know exactly who I'm talking about when I say snowflakes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry about my people, but that's okay. Not your people necessarily. Oh. Oh wait, maybe it, like it's, five years younger. Okay, maybe maybe that. But but here's the thing: you're just as bad. <laughs> like I'm looking at you. I'm like, all right. So Karen is calling this person over here a snowflake, while Karen wants to go see the manager because her rice was cold at the at the Piggly Wiggly. You know. <laughs> That that made no sense at all, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. But like, but like, people are quick to again. It's, it's that whole idea of removing the log from your own eye 
yes. before you point out the speck in someone else's. It's like the Bible is like has all this wisdom that we could use and apply to our lives. Crazy. It's ludicrous to think such a thing. But yes, we we love to to call out the imperfections of other people. And and one of my favorite psycholog not psychology so is it psych psychology? I don't know. One of How my about favorite you terms. say it and I tell you. Okay, projection. Is that psychology? Uh, probably. Yeah, it's, it's, it's psychology. I, sociology psycho- is like the study of people. Yes. So it's, it's a it's, psychological thing. Yeah, you're right. It's a psychological thing. So Sociology is not the study of people. I butchered you, that real bad. But <laughs> someone's going to be like, that's not what that means. It's the study of society. Yeah. Um, society as a whole. But so psychology... This thing is this thing called projection where you say something about other somebody else and more than likely that's your weakness anyway. Mm, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it it'd be like, you know, me saying, I don't know, I wish you were bald and I'm bald and that didn't make any sense. But you choose to be bald. <laughs> I do choose to be bald. Yeah, it's, not like, it's not like your hair fell out. You just anyway. Well, it only it only starts from the back of my head, so yeah, anyway. I would love uh, to see you with a full head of hair. No, you wouldn't. I would love I'll to see you a, with what your version of a full head of hair is. <laughs> I'll send you a picture one day from when I was 18. Please do. Uh, so This is anyway, like going way down. This is way back, off. Back to the Bible. <laughs> back to First Peter, please. Back to First Peter. Um, so, as Christians, our response to to all of this should be, to encourage, to call government to do what it is called to do. Yeah. It is not to point at people and call them snowflakes and libtards and pick your, you know, pick your whatever words you want to yeah. describe if, them with. If you as a believer are not going to actually do anything to make change, keep your mouth shut about what's going on. We need to listen to our grandmas. <laughs> If you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say anything well, at all. It's, it's not even, but it's not even the, like, if you're out there doing something about making changes, then mm-hmm. yes, you have a, you have a responsibility to say something. But if you're just going to sit behind your keyboard or sit behind your iPhone and type up a freaking novel about how you hate how everything in the world is going down the toilet because of the government, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry if that's all you're doing. I am probably going to unfollow you on Facebook. <laughs> I'm probably going to unfriend you. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll unfollow. I don't want them to be like, I thought I was seeing. I, where'd they go? Um, but 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 seriously, if you're not going to do anything to enact change, your words don't have meaning. Exactly. If you're not willing to do the work, the words that come out of your mouth are useless. And we're actually going to talk about that. Let's talk about something else uh, <laughs> kind of related to that here in a little bit. So, um, but yeah, the, the, we as believers, if we truly believe what we, what we say we believe, then when mm. we speak, there should be an action that follows. Yes. And, and if we say, I believe the Bible says this about what's going on. There should be an action that follows through with that statement. I would agree with that, and I would add that our actions should be good. Mm, yeah. 
they should be good and they should point people again. Go back to verse nine, just a few verses ago. What is the purpose? Uh, you are a chosen race to proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That is your purpose. Mm. And then he says it down here in verse 15 as well. Uh, you punish evil and praise those who do good because this is the will of God, that by doing good you put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Proverbs, if you've never read Proverbs, you should go read Proverbs, but specifically chapters 10 through chapter 30. Okay? Those are the Proverbs, a lot of those are the Proverbs of Solomon, and all kinds of wisdom about keep your mouth shut, don't say anything unless if you open your mouth, you're going to look as stupid as the people that you're making fun of. Okay? Keep your mouth shut unless you know what you're talking about or unless you're encouraging somebody to do something. Um, Proverbs is a place to go. Um, you can look all through the New Testament, and and I'll I'll point out the book of James. I'll point out the book of Galatians, um, the book of Ephesians, all of those, especially Ephesians chapter four. Um, all of those are going to be instructional letters written to people to help them learn how to engage with society, to help them get a biblical framework of how to engage with society. Mm, yeah. And and if you're not if you're not studying God's word, then guess what? You're not gonna know. Yeah. And so yes, I'm just I'm I'm gonna leave that there. Proverbs and then those those few that I just mentioned there in the New Testament. Um but if people don't if people won't listen to what we say we have to show them with our actions. Yeah. Yeah. That's and yeah, that's that's the that's the most concise way I know how to say yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's the it's a it's a continuation of the discussion we've had in the past where people don't care what you have to say until people can know that you actually care about them. Right. If right. if you are saying something on if you're saying something on social media mm-hmm. or saying something out in public, but then your actions show a completely different person or mm-hmm. they don't match what you're saying, then people, when they hear you speak, are going to be like, this person doesn't, it doesn't line up. Yeah. And the the whole, and, and that's where, I think that's where we get the whole, you know, Christians are just a bunch of hypocrites because they say one thing and do another or, right. or they're, they're some people here and not here. Um, I'm sorry that was no uh, it's it, that is a that is a fair criticism that Christians need to take that the the fact that people are looking at us and calling us hypocrites is a fair criticism mm-hmm. that Christians need to take and we need to quit deflecting it and we need to quit saying well 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 but 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 because all that does is make you more of a hypocrite and so if somebody says Christians are hypocrites say I completely agree let's talk about how we can do better you know, let's change the conversation. Yeah, um, and 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 we as believers need to be okay with that. Like, mm-hmm. there there's this. I don't know if it's a, uh, uh, what's the word? Stigma. There's a stigma mm-hmm. of around Christians that we're all just hypocrites living in our own bubbles. You know, being the you know, you know. Everything around us is just we're living in like this Christian bubble 
And true or not, we as believers have to be willing to say, this is how the world sees us. Mm-hmm. This is how the world when when someone finds out you're a believer, they I, I feel like a lot of people immediately think, oh, their whole life is looks like this. Yeah. And, you know, I bet if you told people that there's a podcast out there that talks that reviews a beer and talks about the Bible, they'd be like, wait, what? Yeah. That those two things can coexist. And, and it's a. You know, things like that are that that's when you can open the eyes to people and say, well, maybe Christian, maybe all Christians don't look like yeah, what I've got this, this picture I have in my head. Mm-hmm. I have had that conversation, that exact conversation with multiple people in the last two or three months. Yeah. I tell them that we do this podcast and they're like, wait, what? Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, I, I, all it does is it shows once you get into the conversation, people are a lot more willing to listen if you're honest. Yeah. And if you, if you, Hey man, I, I don't challenge that, that Christians are hypocrites because guess what? Christians are still sinners. They're going to mess up. They're going to do things that are contradictory. Yeah. Christians are not Christ. No, the difference is we're covered by grace and we have the gospel and we have, we have Jesus. We're in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, and that leads the conversation. So, but Peter moves on here, and he talks about liberty and license. Mm. And and man, what a what a great discussion to have over a beer: liberty versus license. Well, what's <laughs> funny is I've had um, there have been moments in my life where I've had these like epi- not epiphanies, but I've you know watched videos that someone says something so poignant, and this is one that this exact topic is one of those. Um, you know. Your notes here say that as Christians, we enjoy freedom because of Christ, but that freedom should never be used as a justification for questionable conduct. And I underline questionable conduct here. Mm-hmm. If if you are a believer and you are using your freedom in Christ to justify continuing to live in sin, you're you messed up. Yeah, you messed up, AA, Ron, as as I say. <laughs> um, but but if you but if the Bible is not very if the Bible is not explicitly clear about something, that is where freedom comes in. That's where mm-hmm. um, our liberty comes in. Um, right. The the lead singer of Tenth Avenue Tenth Avenue North, Mike Donahue, he said that we are free to struggle. So like that could read sin be dealing mm-hmm. with whatever but we're also not struggling to be free right we're 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 not we're no longer working for our salvation because we as believers mm-hmm. understand that's not possible yeah so right. um but getting back to the freedom versus liberty like or liberty versus license thing if the bible is not explicitly clear that's where we can apply liberty mm-hmm yeah um, Romans six eighteen, uh, I think addresses exactly what Mike Donahue e- expresses there. When it says we are freed from sin, we have been freed from sin. But because we're freed from sin, we're uh, we're now a slave to Christ. Mm-hmm. So we're still slaves to something, but our our freedom comes from being freed from our from sin and becoming slaves to Christ. Right, and so. As Christians, we need to recognize, hey, we're we're still slaves. We're still bound 
by by these bodies. We're still bound to do certain things because that's what the Bible teaches us. If if we're either in in the world or we're in Christ, that's the two options that we have. Right. Now, you you can say I don't want to be in Christ. Okay, great. Well, you're in the world, and you know where that leads. Yeah. You know, but. When when and, and this is where a lot of people you know, a lot of people will want to to claim freedom and and to be fair, I will I will gladly admit that there are people who have abused alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, th- yeah. this podcast is related to alcohol, so I'll bring it up. There are people who have abused alcohol and claimed freedom in that, and that is wrong. Right. You know, it, it, it is drinking an alcoholic beverage a sin? No. Is being drunk a sin? Yes. Yeah. I, I have no problem saying that. Yeah. Me and my wife actually had this conversation earlier this week. I asked her, do you think do you think I drink too much? And she said, if I thought that, I would tell you. Yeah. If, if it ever got to that, I would let you know. And yeah. so like. And I know my what my threshold is, and I know it's different mm-hmm. than what Anthony's threshold is, what it's, it's different than my wife's, it's different than my neighbors, it's different than anyone else who chooses to drink. Yeah, I understand that and I can accept that. We, Anthony and I, feel pretty or feel confident actually. <laughs> not str- not feel strongly. Feel very confident that the Bible does not say drinking alcohol is a sin. Right, and that is where our liberty is. Yeah, and, and if you if you read the scripture and you and if you can, you you can apply it a different way. If you if you or mm-hmm. you may not think. Hey, I don't need to drink because I've come from a family of addicts or I come from a family yeah. of alcoholics and I don't I don't want to I don't want to risk it. I totally understand that. Yeah. I would never say you as a believer have to drink alcohol because yeah. that's the only way to be like Jesus. Like I would I would never say that. Yeah. But I feel like people on the other side of that that will say drinking is a sin. Mm-hmm. Um, or try to force that on other people without yeah. without um accepting the fact that maybe believers do think differently than them. Yeah, and and it's okay to think differently. And you know, we we all have different views on different things. You know, <clears throat> there there are people who make the argument that you sh- you shouldn't drink because it's bad for your health. And then there's other people who make the argument that you should drink because it's good for your health. Yeah. How, you know, how is drinking a beer a night different than a doctor telling you to drink a glass of wine? It's not. It's not. And, and you know, I, I think I, I saw an article in the last couple of weeks that was like, you know, every time you take a drink, like your brain degrades or whatever. You know, I, I, I skimmed through the article, but I didn't I didn't put a lot of weight in it because it was like, you know, this study, it was at Oxford, but it was a study that was done on, on like six people. And they were like, oh, their gray matter, you know, whatever it was, it like, it became less dense. And that's what makes you more intelligent or something like that. I, I don't, I'm not, I know, the, I know the article you're talking about and I didn't really, I mean, I looked at it as well, but I also was like, okay, now do fast food. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, it was like, if you take a drink, your brain loses uh, brain cells. I'm like, okay, sweet. All right. So what about when you eat fried chicken? Does that like, does that clog your, 
Does that clog your artery just like 1%? And then, you know, you eat 99 pieces of chicken. Well, then you got 99% clog it, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, the number one leading cause of death in America, actually in the world, is heart disease. Not And heart disease is caused by trans fats and fast foods. And, you know, we, we can get into that discussion if you really want to have that discussion with me. Right. Um, but, that's but, the, but I think also, too, that's the thing. Like, people who are um, teetotalers... Mm-hmm. don't want to have that conversation no and, and they i don't th- and i think part of the reason for that is that they know deep down they don't really have a leg to stand on it's a flawed argument yeah it is a flawed argument because you can't apply the logic of that argument to any other situation period right it you know so anywho um liberty versus license it's you have to be careful and and peter is telling us here we have to be careful um, we do have freedom in Christ and we should live in that freedom in Christ, but that freedom in Christ is not a freedom that says go and do whatever you want to do. Right. Yeah. Your freedom in Christ does not give you liberty to continue to sin, but it gives you liberty from your sin. That's right. That's right. And so as you, as we move on, we're, and we're going to wrap this up here. Um, he finishes off with four distinct kind of statements. And this is verse 17, fear God, love the brotherhood, honor people, honor the emperor and it and it seems really weird and i i think um in this uh, uh, the order that i just said it in is different than what it, what it actually has it in in the bible it says honor everyone love the brotherhood fear god honor the emperor and so um a, as i was reading through this i was like that's a really really strange way to word that and and what i found is a lot of commentaries said what Peter is doing here is he's actually building like this, this triangle. And so you start with the base. The base is the beginning and the end. So you have honor all people and honor the emperor. Okay. And then the next level up is love the brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Well, then the very top, the the pinnacle of the pyramid, the most important thing is to fear God. If you fear God, you're going to love the brotherhood. If you fear God, you're going to honor people. If you fear God, you're going to honor the emperor. These are things that you're going to do. So it's a, it's this pyramid of the way that Christians are going to interact with society, but that interaction is based on their fear of God. Right. Okay. But it's not a fear of God that is like, oh my gosh, I'm afraid you're going to strike me down. Not a legalistic fear of God. It's more of a parental, like reverent fear mm-hmm. of God. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, we've talked about that before. Where, yeah. where our fear of God should not be a like afraid fear, but a like you said, reverent, it's respectful, a, yeah. uh, honoring fear. I guess. Yeah, I I like what Psalm the way Psalm one eleven says: "The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom." Mm. That's Psalm one eleven ten, and and it's you know that when we think about fear in that aspect, like. We, we see fear in something that it, it's a teaching type of fear. Mm-hmm. It's a fear that says, what can I learn? What can I, what can I know about this? Yeah. All right. So we, we have fear God. And then the next step down is, is we're going to love the brotherhood. Let's talk about loving the brotherhood. Mm-hmm. This is, this is a love that is kind of, it's a, it's like an honor or a respect. Okay. And those who, those who are around you, are the people that you should be concerned with. And and I think this is this is a point that 
Christians need to understand, especially with the, uh, and I've harped on social media tonight, but especially with the invention of social media, we have globalized ourselves to the point where, you know, I have a friend in Scotland who can see exactly what me and my family are doing, like, as I post pictures live. Mm-hmm. They can see that. But in 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 the days when Peter wrote this, man, everything was really localized. And, right. and I think it would be good for us, especially as Christians, to, to quit trying to, to get a reaction from the whole world and just focus on the people who are around us. Mm, yeah. You know, you love your, uh, the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, your neighbor is anybody that you come in contact with. Your neighbor is not on Facebook. Right. Well, I mean, he might be, but you get, well, you get what I'm saying. Right. You know, your neighbor is the person who lives right next door to you. Your neighbor is the people that you interact with at the grocery store. Your neighbor is your community. So love your community. Love the people who are around you. Mm-hmm. All right. So when we talk about honor all the people, um, that means showing respect to everyone, regardless of who they worship, what they look like, where they're from, what language they speak, who what, they voted for, who they voted sorry. for, sorry, what sorry. they identify as, if they identify as male, female, trans, them, they, because. If we if we believe what the Bible says, then we as Christians believe that everyone carries the Imago Dei as a creation of God, as as a as somebody that God knit together in their mother's womb. We as believers don't have the luxury to say, I'm not gonna respect that person because fill in the blank. Just because somebody is confused about who God made them doesn't mean you have to treat them like they're an idiot. Yeah. There is a way, there is an appropriate way to approach somebody that you disagree with, and there is a loving way to do that. Yeah. And I, I'm with all sincerity in my heart, Christians, we need to do better yes. at engaging with people. Yes. That does not mean we agree, but that does mean we engage differently than we have been for the last 50 years. Yeah. We're not condoning them, but we're not condemning them either. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm going to leave that right there because okay. that that's a really – that that'll make me say cuss words, so we should just <laughs> – All right. Let's move on. All right. So honor the emperor. Um so this, again, if we honor all the people, emperors included, FYI, um, even if Sorry. you didn't vote for the emperor or president, um, we, we as believers don't have – again, we do not have the luxury to say or post or write or whatever – we could think, I guess, but we we don't we don't have yeah. the luxury to say anything terribly negative about. Like, mm-hmm. now, listen, I'm not saying we should say yes. I agree with everything so and so is doing because they're the leader, and and I'm a believer, and that's. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying our responsibility as believers is to pray for them, to. Um, if they do good, 
encourage them if they're doing wrong, challenge them. Mm-hmm. If I mean, and, and any you know, it's and it can be very difficult, especially where I live and where I work and where I am, that everyone around is bashing the current leader of our country. And while mm-hmm. I don't necessarily agree with just about everything that is being done from that position. <laughs> I also understand that my position as a believer is to my responsibility is to pray for Joe Biden mm-hmm. to um I don't really know what like that's really my responsibility and, and yeah. in 2024 if he's on the ticket my responsibility is to vote for who I think will lead the country well if it's joe sure. biden or if it's somebody else and we don't know like we could have a hunch but we don't know what mm-hmm. what the next four years are gonna are gonna see so if you're not going to do anything to enact change again if you're not gonna do anything to enact change keep your dang mouth shut <laughs> amen to that amen to that so th- this was not an encouraging discussion Probably, I mean, I, I could see where it would not be encouraging, but, you know, I, I, I want to end on a note of encouragement. You know, Christians, we can do better. Yes. We can do better. We can continue to improve. Um, we can take it one by one is what we can do. And so if you're down and out because of the current political climate, sociological climate, whatever it is, just know that that it's it's going to be okay. You know, is it going to get bad for Christians? Possibly. Is it going to be bad in society? Maybe. But at the end of the day, we don't put our hats, we don't hang our our worth or our value on anything other than the merits of Christ. And uh, the you know the hymn that says my hope is found in nothing less than Jesus blood and righteousness right that that's where it is that's where it ends that's where it stops and so anything past that should not affect you because your hope is found in nothing less than Jesus blood and righteousness yeah and so even though what we're saying is very very challenging for Christians and and it's hard for the two of us I mean don't Please don't hear any of this as like, we've got it figured out. You guys need to just do it, do what we tell you to do. No, we don't have it figured out. I, you know. We are, preaching, we are preaching to the choir. <laughs> yes, <when> we are. <laughs> this discussion that we're having is not a, this is what you should do as a listener. It really is. I mean, a lot of these episodes have been more of a conversation between two guys struggling with yeah. whatever we're studying. So yeah. don't hear it and be like. Uh, I'll never be like that. No, we've, it's a daily struggle, a daily, a thing we're working towards daily to be more like Jesus. So, yeah. Yeah. And so we, uh, you know, through our struggle, we want to encourage you. You know, we want to, we want you to know that there's, there's two guys down in the trenches uh, that are, that are here to encourage you. And so be encouraged, uh, know that it gets better and know that, that in the end, uh, Christ has the victory, and yep. and so that's what we stand on, and and that's where we'll we'll leave tonight's discussion. So, 
Michael, if they want to get a hold of us and send us a hate mail and they think we're stupid emails and you guys are idiots and snowflakes, where would they send all of those messages? Well, I hope they wouldn't say we're snowflakes, but if they <laughs> wanted to, I guess, they could. Um, you can find us on Instagram at beers and Bible underscore. You can find us on Twitter at beers and Bible P1. You can find us on Facebook by searching Beers and Bible Podcast. You can also email us at beersandbiblepodcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. Uh, if you have any beer suggestions or any questions about anything that we've discussed in any of the episodes of our podcast, we would love to hear those and uh, have a discussion with you. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Our inbox door is open. It's wide open. <laughs> So we hope you have a great week. Um, We want you to be encouraged. We hope you have uh, a little bit of good beer and uh, have some good Bible study, and we will see you later. Peace out. Peace out.